0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode. mess that up. Of the Diphoria stage. Another eye opening episode. Another eye opening
1: episode. You can tell
2: you're really excited to be here. Another the Foreas Hello, everyone. Welcome. To oh, I messed episode. that one up. Oh, you wow.
0: to, uh, you Just have, keep rolling. Oh. We're going to keep rolling. That's how we do it fast and loose here you, even you one. saw my teams at worlds you know how we do it we're not here to disappoint <laughs> people i don't know like, who do is not, do i'm not,
2: here to fulfill my contractual obligations, obligations. i won't get I paid divide. if i don't do that wow, okay. <laughs> he, he is trying to, to make
3: portrayals like a loosey-goosey cool guy but i watched i played dune with this man yesterday and let me tell you yeah it's he is true. he is cold he is calculating and he knows how I'm to play, a, how to play board card game.
1: counting with friends that's I am card counting.
0: It's true. You're allowed to. are a good mechanic in the you're game. You're a
1: quality gamer.
3: I respect it. Thing I'm is, not I, trying to call you out. I'm I'd just like warning you. the others. So you're not trying to, but you are. You, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're successfully you. calling him out. I mean, you're shaming you mean, him. I
3: don't mean... What am I shaming? I'm the same.
2: You're shaming both of you. Yeah. My
0: Fun fact, my um, girlfriend's family won't play board games. Anymore. Oh, my God. But I'm not like... I'm not toxic. No, 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 you were not. I'm no, not no, no. toxic. You can so absolutely try... destroy, Grandma! And I, one, I, like, I, I <laughs> want to hear the story. I want to hear I want to, I'm not toxic, but we're playing, like, whatever we play, it's, like, a lot of the times we play, like, the simpler end of, like, the designer board game. So it's not, like, Monopoly. It's, like, a tier above, like, Settlers of Catan, right? But I figure it out pretty quick. And then I, I do always sweat for my life. Like I only have one. No, mode. again. If I, I understand it. the mechanics, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to my best of my. You're ability You're playing
2: with play. little Jimmy and Grandma, and you're just <laughs> destroying them. Well,
0: the part that annoys me is we played a game that literally involved rolling dice, and I won, and they're like, "He's too good at games." And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, I, we, I just rolled the dice. Like I don't know what you want from me. Like I, the only decision was roll the dice, and then like I feel like we're structures. only getting
1: one biased side of the story yeah. yes, here. Sure, uh, I think we need to go talk to no. Grandma
2: and, see, yeah, we and see. see
0: what this guy did. You Can't ask Grandma <laughs> unless you speak
2: Cantonese. you
0: speak Cantonese you can't talk to grandma anyway I thought you
2: were gonna say because you can't talk about it anymore it's too traumatic (laughs) (laughs) traumatic. anyway Machi Koro another
3: great game but yeah that is a fun game I can't play it though because it's a dice game and it infuriates me yeah same
0: that's how I felt but I won so I guess I'm good at it question mark anyway games that don't involve hands I love because then unlike League of Legends I can feel like I oh did I make the right choice did I make the wrong choice as opposed to League of Legends where it's like Don't know if I made the right choice, but certainly clicked the wrong thing three times and now I'm dead. Classic.
4: (laughs) I thought what? you were going somewhere. No, no, that was it. That was you my were, end. I was no, like, you were, you were
0: right.
1: building up to you something. You were you were still Literally. like
0: moving and stuff. I was trying to like Keith. I was hoping that someone else would pick up off of that or like follow up.
1: <laughs> I, we have done so many podcasts with so many different people, and I feel like that rarely happens. There's never like a dead silence. Everyone's staring. Well, first, first, At he's
2: not going to be invited to the board games. Now he's not going to be invited back to the podcast. <laughs> you understand why I haven't been here for the fourier portion of the podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: just, really
3: happy you're here because like we've been getting a very dedicated board gamer group and now i have another member that's true so i'm, I'm that's very my contribution. he's gonna force all the uh newbies to quit though no because we only have to, everyone in 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 the the close circle is
0: is everyone's
3: a tryhard mm. which is why you're here in the first We're place try
0: hard we all are you can't help it the second you understand the game you can never i've go seen backwards.
3: two so so in doom combat you basically try to get the highest combat score i've seen azale Infuriate Flowers by one point with 25 to 26. He gave
2: me the angriest handshake of all time afterwards. He's like,
3: good job! And then afterwards, <laughs> Flowers dealt with his own demons by doing the same thing
0: to Emily with 27 to 26. And then Emily was infuriated. <laughs> this is good stuff, though. This is like the joy of board games. Yeah. yeah. But we're all cursed. And this is the curse of anyone who probably listens to this podcast, too, is like, once you learn how to play a game, you can never go back to the ignorance of not knowing how to play games, and you're forever a tryhard. Like if you ever tried to go back and play casual League of Legends with your friends who are terrible, Is no, that yeah. enjoy- I don't, I don't think that's I can't true. do that. But you're speaking still from from
1: like our perspectives. There are people who yeah. can just be casual at games. We're just not those people. We're not. That's I don't not think us. they exist. Yeah. I think like what they definitely ah, exist. No, no, no. no. I've like, seen them. I, I,
0: grandma is one of them, and you, no, <laughs> traumatized. Her. Grandma never tried to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like Grandma never tried to learn how to play. She's just chilling. She's just chilling. But I think if, if you once you like see how League of Legends plays and works. I've you can't with, go
2: back. I, I played with people who play League and they've played like nine years and they're like, I'm an AP Caitlyn player only and yeah. it's like that build doesn't work to like but it's what I like but and I'm like n- I'm saying
0: they respect. never they okay. never learn
2: that's what I'm saying I'm saying you can't like
0: you can't learn how to play a game really learn how to play a game at any level and then unlearn that information like you can't make yourself forget that this is like this is
2: the w- most tr- this is more try hard than how yeah. try hard you are at board games. No bro like listen, <laughs> you're not
1: winning this you're me, not winning Tell tell me this. this
0: tell me this when you play normal games by yourself do you push your lane and then roam, or do you just forget that that's a thing that you need to do, and you just leave
2: your lane for yeah, no but you're, reason? you like t- t- to I was a pro gamer for seven years. I I'm an absolute tryhard. No, I'm
0: saying that
1: once but you try- learn, hard, people people who are tryhards exist. I play with professional players in ranked flex, and they troll the hardest. Well. But they still know
0: how to play. They can yeah. learn the lesson, yeah, but they, they have choose to, like, not deliberately but... not. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Maybe I'm the problem. This is what I'm All right, This
1: episode is us versus Draco. Oh, yeah, I, I like. understand now. <laughs> yeah, I get no, it. I'm, 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 I'm not the against problem.
2: You. I'll switch sides. I even... follow up. I just I You're just, just not. I'm not player. against you. But we're not with you either. With that phrase
0: <laughs> exclusively, everything else I'm saying might indicate otherwise. Anyway, I don't think once you learn how to play a game at a high level you can ever truly go back to the state of ignorance. Mm. Well, Once no, you, you know a build in okay. POE, can mm. you ever go back to just putting random crap on a character? <laughs> Sometimes, no, Kobe, but
4: you look at just, me and you say can you can't, do I'm, I'm a your... build that's <laughs> fun No, though. you can't. You yes.
2: Sometimes I load into a game and I'm like, I'm playing AP Blitzcrank. Is it the right play? Probably not, but I'm gonna play it anyway. Yeah, have yeah, like, like, There's like a different
0: level of troll, like you're, you're in are control. I'm in the death way. cap. Okay, mind.
2: I'm not talking about ever frosting and support items. We're going Ludens. <laughs> we're yeah, going- Yeah, but you're Good. doing the it one for tablets. kicks, not because you
0: legitimately like believe in it, you know
2: what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly, I'm playing for level. fun.
1: Okay, yeah. See, so I agree people with- can, People can know how to play a game and not try hard at it. That's fair. That that's oh, fine, but you can never go, agree.
0: But then you cannot go. You can't go back to that state go of ignorance. He's like, true did you see this? He just disagreed. That is true. It's not just me, right? <laughs> go go he's like, right, I just won the argument, right, hold guys? <laughs> you win the argument. My point is, you can never go back to the blissful state of ignorance that, that you is, have. Like, like that is take true. Pokemon for example. You rip open a Charizard. You're like, well, this is the greatest thing in the game, and no one can convince me otherwise. Then you learn how to play Pokemon, which I know nothing about, but I assume is highly degenerated at a competitive level. Like you can never go back to thinking Charizard's. I can call. never be 12 again, that's true. That's, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs>
3: so, so is this this how we start with a comment on the innocence of you? For now you can never go back to that blissful place. Yeah. If
0: your friend is bronze and happy, leave them alone. <laughs> Teach Let them, them be. nothing. That Te- doesn't get better. Knowing more about League of Legends does not make League a better game. What if
1: they're bronze and unhappy and they've been stuck there for five years and they want to get out? There's no winning. Just leave. There's no win- <laughs> Let's
0: go play board games. Teach them what you can.
2: Anyway. I promise this is a podcast about League of Legends. It's <laughs> not. Don't lie to the people. It's about dives and
0: euphoric feelings and states. And ice skating. We and went ice skating. skating on our off day. This is our last day. non-league topic, I promise. <laughs> I was like, was this, really this was our predetermined so off-topic
1: Kobe, uh, topic. Kobe, I, 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 have you skated before? When I was, yeah, when I was young, I, I like rollerbladed and I have, uh, I've been ice skating a couple of times.
3: That, cause, cause I figured, cause you were going too fast for someone who has never ice skated, but also your technique wasn't clean enough. I still got it got in a here. A lot of ice skating. When
1: I was like 14, 12. Well,
3: rollerblading yeah, yeah. has a lot of transferable skills. So that makes sense. You're trying I, to, do you guys
0: want to like open had, with had, the context that you all like, you want to set the scene? Okay, nope. okay. Here's the scene. Everyone went ice skating. It's yesterday. really cold. Except Dracos. Except for Dracos. Yeah, so except they Dracos. gave us all Dracos, real shitty Cause cause blue ice skates. Well. So ice skates were not good. No, I just <laughs> fell down in front of a girl in fourth grade, got my sweatpants really wet, and I've just been traumatized ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
3: so the ice skates were not great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they were very dull blades. We ought to wear helmets. And uh, and it was really fun. We went We went in. And everyone tried their best.
1: There were a lot of rules though. So we're, obviously the rink and you just go around in circles. Yeah. So Emily started it and cause Emily is really into figure skating and she skated a bunch before. So she was a figure skater. Yeah. So yeah. she, she started doing like, even just trying to have one leg up and then the, the people would come over and be like, nah, no one leg up type of stuff. Ah, that, that's getting a little crazy. And then she tried to go backwards and like, ah, no backwards. That's getting kind of crazy. I try to like pull out my phone to take a video Ah, no phones. That's getting kind of crazy. I was like, Jesus they we're like NASCAR drivers. We literally can only, only go yeah. left and you like don't do anything else. And, going, and we circle. bought two hours of this. <laughs> that was
2: fun. Which we did <laughs> not, not use. We, <laughs> we did not use. We're like, wow,
0: thirty minutes it, going in circles. It reminds me, have you seen the clip of the guy at the NASCAR race? Who's just out of his mind? He's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm rolling deep and I know those cards are going real fast and real left.
4: It's just like
0: <laughs> that was us. That was I, you guys. i going I, real slow and real left.
2: Yeah, I was going real slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I, think I mean you were a speed skater. I guess you've done rollerblading. Emily was a figure skater. Feldus
3: used to do ice hockey. There you go. uh, Very, very uh, enthusiastically as well.
2: Yeah. I feel like it is- I haven't skated since I was a kid and I was not very good. It was much harder than I remembered.
0: This feels to me like the equivalent of like when your friend who can actually sing invites you to karaoke, and it's like, ha ha, let's all go to karaoke. It'll be funny, we're bad. And then they're like killing it. They have a song that they practice. But we knew their history. Okay, well that's good at least. I thought you got ambushed into this Ah. day of like skating with
2: professionals. Also the shittiness of the skating skates inhibited them
0: so
1: they were like they were better but I I,
2: I for one didn't even notice the skates because that's fine I have no point of reference yeah you're the
0: bronze player he's the AP blitzcrank
1: yeah
2: it all works
0: out I'm not an AP but I think Valdez
1: was was the best though Valdez Valdez was quickest
3: yeah yeah but he also tried to go backwards and I go. There was mouth. also
2: like a seven year old Korean girl who was much better than all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she just came out and I just, she stepped on the ice. So I was like, okay, she's way better than me. <laughs> like I already know, yeah. like, and then she was doing, she was doing like spins and three sixties and stuff in she the middle teacher, of the ring. So she yeah. was allowed to. There was a kid uh, at the uh,
1: end too, that had full all, on uh, yeah, had racing actual, skates. Actual speed skates. The blade was a, like as long as my forearm. Yeah. And this kid was zooming around, lapping us every single lap.
0: Dude, kids are cracked. Yep. Yeah. That's out of control. It's a skate diff, bro. Yeah. We we could I we will have done it. We could have we could have been there. Is is Zale, is Zale was like, I
1: could do a backflip right now
0: for the skates. The skates. The <laughs> skates. Yeah, it's the skates I don't, the, I don't I have, have the grip. Yeah. The skates I, really I hold feel like me down. Any physical activities iconic moment is when you just get like outdone by like a, a young child. Yeah. Cause like I boulder all the time and I'll still have days where I'm like sweating for my life climbing something that I think is hard. And then like a seven-year-old would just like wander up it. Because so <laughs> so their strength to weight so, ratio is insane. I, I, They're like I, designed to climb anything. It's not fair. Because because
1: he was passing everyone when when like he he was like took a break and he was just like stood up. Yep. I, I immediately raced out onto the rink and tried to go around as fast as I could so I could pass him. And then I passed him and I was like, whoa,
0: we did it! I beat <laughs> he him! He like doesn't even know what is happening. <laughs> he literally
1: hasn't even moved his legs. He's just like gliding still. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is if you, I don't know if any of you have
3: gone hiking in Korea yet, but then the inverse happens where you think you're doing good on the hike and then you get overtaken by An 80-year-old. five, 80 year old Korean grandmas in like Gucci
0: tracksuits, in like, like mega hiking gear. you just like, well, Guess I suck at this too. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle ground, boys. We have to yeah. choose. We we, we missed uh, the opportunity. We're too young or too old to be prodigal skaters, and we're too young to be prodigal hikers. There's yeah. no there's no space left. There's only us. League of Legends in this form, only Legends. <laughs> And what a transition it is, because it was a banger weekend of League of Legends, and uh, I think what was it? Azale pitched a flow that I think we'll use, which is like we'll talk about the semifinals. <laughs> And uh, through the semifinals, we'll get to talk about the interesting quarterfinals. And I think we'll save the best for last, which we all know is JDGT1. Sorry, LPL fans. Um, so we can start with the LPL matchup. Instead. I think that
1: even because I've seen this discussion a lot, obviously, I think even LPL fans would like to see LPL teams beat other teams that are not from the LPL because, yeah, I've seen that so many of the matchups. So I think it's very good that at least somebody else got through. We were super close to... Historical, you know, all LPL
0: uh, teams. I was very convinced that LNG were going to win that series coming into the day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. Once you start, (laughs) (laughs) once the series started, my faith wavered. Once you uh, you saw, once you
1: saw a scout completely whiff, and then Tarzan go in YOLO by himself, no damage, and get killed for free. You're like, hmm. Uh, maybe they won't
2: win that first game was horrible from lng that was actually crazy to watch everyone was roasting tarzan but yeah scout was trolling as well like his yeah his engage over by rift herald on that first fight when he goes in and there's like ain't no way you're gonna win that fight then tarzan uh, goes in after then they do it again at (laughs) mid lane where he starts to shuffle them away in front of the herald and then tarzan tries to all in after scout is flashed out out (laughs) yeah it was like
4: what are we watching here guys the
0: curve in this game was like if you wanted to believe in LNG, you had exactly five minutes because the first gang from Tarzan top works. You know, you kill Zayas. You're like, when is is ahead. Ooh, okay, this bot lane is a problem, but like, Gwen is ahead. We're going to do great. And then that Herald happens and you, yeah, you watch the horrible zero. Tarzan is there. He pushes no buttons. He just dies. If you rewatch that Herald play, he rolls up and just dies. Just gets hit twice and dies. He's a Jarvan level six. He doesn't EQ. He doesn't push W. He doesn't push R. He just walks into the fight and dies. And then he does the dumb mid lane thing where he just goes in for no reason. He's yeah. like, look,
1: i pushed my buttons this time.
2: It's like better. I mean, they I don't <laughs> no. I don't think anyone in T1 got below 80% HP and they had the Santa ulti at that rough Herald fight. That and they didn't even need. Yeah, yeah. that they didn't I mean, even also need.
0: Also, Scout had a crystal and a dagger. Yep. Against
2: Lost. Mana Crystal. He's, Not even a Ruby crystal. Not the in. good one.
1: <laughs> Shitty crystal. The one that gives you mana. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's it, it's I mean it's it's kind of wild because it made me feel better about what happened to Gen G. Hmm. That's how that's how rough the series was. And, uh, and I felt I felt yeah. really bad. Made me feel bad
1: about RNG too. So, you know, we're we're the, we're well, the same. RNG? Same. Energy. 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 Yeah. Same, same. same. Thing. A little dyslexic. Same, same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no,
3: because I, I actually had a lot of faith in T1 to win this specific series. Uh but I would never ever have predicted it to go the way it did. Right? I thought they were gonna be able to over the course of the series get tested and then I think that they're very a very diverse team with a really deep Uh, Slew of playstyles if they're playing well, which right now they are. Mm -hmm. So I figured that that would uh, be enough to get them to win But them like mega booming them
1: free games in a row is kind of blew my mind Um, And I also
3: didn't expect that to happen against BLG and now they've done it twice in a row
1: Dude Genji one of the craziest things to me was afterwards when I think it was Pina in the interview says they weren't ready for Renata I was like what? Yeah, the hell are you talking about? It has been spam-picked it's been banned. banned all the time. It was just Wait, yesterday. Was, it was huge. Like, yeah. I mean, Wait, I think... Huh? To, to, uh, Weibo
2: was nine games in a row between picks yeah. and bans against them for Renata. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow.
3: But I do think it was... Uh, I think Tarzan mentioned this as well. And I think knowing Genji, whose prep was really bad for that series, like, I don't want to try and, and, and um, mm. make it seem like it was because especially the second game draft was obviously collectively agreed upon to probably be like one of the worst red side drafts that we've seen the entire tournament particularly after then seeing what T1 did but uh, I think it was Tarzan as well we mentioned in I think an interview with uh, Ashley Kang like we we knew that they were going to do this and we thought we had a plan the plan just didn't work which I imagine was the same for Genji and Renata because they started banning it eventually but yeah, um, I think the, the gameplay was still just not good enough for them I think BLG also again showcased their tenacity and how good they are against anyone that isn't Chadichi, which you know that happens to a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, credit. I mean, credit to BLG talking about the G BLG series. <coughs> credit to BLG for doing a lot. Like, I think Pace, uh got it's clearly the center of attention. I think bot lane in general, we're seeing more and more. This tournament has become increasingly important. Especially it always the, comes shocker. back to bot lane. It's a, it's a shocker that the one role, a new
2: new development in the meta. Yep, yeah, the so bot lane has become important. Yeah,
0: the bot lane has become important, no, no. and the picks have become uh more varied. It's which just I think is, 20, oh, it's 2020
3: too over
0: although, like we're going back to just Heimer blind.
3: It's coming. I, I think I,
1: it I think it's super cool though cuz they were like coming in here we're buffing all the melee engage supports and then we're still seeing now lane priority after like
2: hard nerves. It kind of reminds me of um, the Arden Sensor meta, like obviously in a different way, but it was like where people were going for these lanes that were just not strong 2v2s, but they're like, but that's the way you play because it's really good 5v5, right? Yep. And you need this pick for later on and people are kind of saying the same thing with the Alistars and the Nautilus. like, well, it's less about the lane, but you need that engage later on. Yep. And people are like, in the Arden Sensor meta, it became the LPL team's first uh, first edit and then C9 was doing it where it was the Caitlyn, Caitlyn Lux lanes mm-hmm. and they were going Caitlyn Lux, Jace and they're just like going full on early game and then all of a sudden you couldn't scale. You couldn't get to the point where you actually wanted to play the game out from. And so, yes, I know it's different champions, um, but the, the kind of progression in the meta has felt very similar to me where people are realizing, no, people are actually being too greedy. Their 2v2s are too weak. So you can just get these picks that give you guaranteed push the entire lane the 2v2 is unlosable and then you're completely dependent upon your jungler but teams are so good when you have multiple pushing lanes on tracking the enemy jungler and the level ones that people are actually preparing we've seen this in a number of number of series where they'll do late invades and they'll do these things to actually get in the enemy jungler's face and then all of a sudden your jungler can't bail you out you're stuck with this alistar or whatever into this into this enchanter support that's never going to lose the 2v2 against you and your options get so heavily limited right and we've seen this You know in a lot of series now so it just feels like now going to the semis there's going to be such a massive level of importance on figuring out from blue side especially what are your actual blind pickable 2v2s what can you blind pick 2v2 um, on blue side to not just get completely boomed by a red side fifth pick counter pick support because red side has been actually crushing it in the quarters like early on in the tournament people like oh my god blue side is so insanely op and I think they were kind of ignoring the fact that the higher seeds also got side selection. So it was like I think at one point eighty percent or something. And it's still blue side favor, but it's like fifty eight forty two now, and I'm assuming it'll continue to even out um, throughout as we've seen. You know, more and more priority towards this uh, red side counter pick style. Yeah, T one made history by getting every single dragon in their series,
1: all all twelve dragons. Yeah, uh, and being able to snowball off of. Or early game priority is something that's already been nerfed on live like we're still living in worlds patch and that was one of the big changes that the balance team did to the game coming out of it was reduce ability to snowball reduce rift Herald, reduce early dragon power reduce turret plates but if you have winning bottom lane and you're having these junglers pathing like this then you're going to be able to snowball so effectively off the turret plate gold for your bottom laner and the dragon stacking in what when they introduced Dragon Soul into the game, said directly, this is this is supposed to be one of these buffs that game you ender. Know, gives you basically game-ending power. I mean, Elder's supposed to be the game ender, but it's supposed to be of that magnitude. Genere <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> I love it when there are things. The exception that- proves the rule. You know? I mean, right. that's why yeah, that's right. why they
3: like really went all in on it, right? Because Air was just like, no, we're still gonna play in ninety-minute games. Yeah. So it's fine. I kind
1: of I kind of miss the random like one off every super super long game every every once in a while yeah you know yeah. The, the
0: legendary like, seventy or eighty yeah. minute like origin like, you're losing your game. mind
1: casting those and stuff but it it's really epic and and people super memorable people will relate to it too because you can even have that te- you could. Uh, even have that type of experience you know at home and everyone knows the pressure of like parents oh, oh, up oh elder dragons up oh this is up that's up oh one mistake to lose the game
0: i think it is cool to live it, obviously i think it the luster fades away when you're on elder three <clears throat> yeah you know what i mean at a certain point you're just like kill me get me out of this game for the love of god but i i think that like that that moment of tension that you usually see once per game, it is cool every once in a while to have that prolonged mm. where it's like the, clearly the final Baron, clearly supposed to be the final fight. And then it's not because both sides are like either so bad or so evenly matched that like they're everyone all wa- dies. Everyone dies and they're all walking away with fucking yep. health bars. You know, like that is, that's the thing that I don't think that we've gotten to see like a ton at this tournament, especially. I mean, it's,
3: it's not just this tournament, like last year as well. And I think just over the last, going back to like what the Dom 1 2020 era. It feels like even with a lot of nerfs throughout the year when we get to worlds so many games have come down to get lane priority get early leads start stacking dragons and then you have such a big leg up even and you have you have exception right i think jdg is a really good exception of a team that can actually turn the momentum but that takes a literal super team whose entire thing revolves around being able to team fight no matter what and i think a lot of the actually t1 in in the quarter showcased how insanely quick you can make a game even with the gold not really mm. being that much just by having a suffocating level of control 1647 that's
2: there a pretty quick game that's a quick game <laughs> we did have the the one game that was 46 minutes between genji and blg so that was about as <laughs> as long as you kind of get that was these a good days game. Yeah. um from that series i think the most heartbreaking thing about it for genji i i mean there i guess there's two sides to it but as a competitor i feel like if you get 3-0 it feels really bad but you're like well we just weren't good enough we couldn't do it but they come out with two of the worst games that they probably ever played against BLG, go down 0-2, and then they win two straight. And then the last one's kind of pretty competitive and BLG wins, right? And I think that is the thing that hurts so much, I think, for Gen.G and Gen.G fans is that they kind of did start to show up, but yeah. they didn't at all for the first two games. And I know if I was on Gen.G's team, whether it's Cope or not, I would have it in my head for sure that if we just got to replay the series, we would win, you know, because you'd be like, we just played these two horrible games. It was horrible drafts. Everything went wrong, but that's not us. It was just like a fluke, you know? And the fact that they were able to win a couple of games, um, you know, would make you have that feeling. And I think those kind of series are so soul crushing for a player, especially when you have the reputation that Peanut and Jovi do where it just feels like they can never kind of beat those allegations.
3: Because game one wasn't, I know game two wasn't like a mega stomp, but game one, what was the, because I remember game one being like at least, oh uh, no, it was 29 minutes as well. Yeah. So no, it was but, just even, but even but even like
0: the first few minutes of game one, it, you were getting like, I think, really solid early pathing from Peanut. I can't remember exactly. Oh, yeah. He was then, there for as as, early yeah, plays, as as we he was there for f- early counter yeah. counterganks, no. and then it kind of like immediately started crumbling, because I remember they took one aggressive fight on bottom side, and they were in a position where they have like Rel, yeah, so, and they were playing into Renata. And then, and then, like, they had zero damage in this 3v3, and then yeah. just got, like, obliterated, and instantly the game fell away yeah, from them. And I that remember. was kind of the beginning of the end.
3: Because it was also something that it was, that's not, that's like a very deep plus thing to do, but something that Genji haven't done all year. They've been, I mean, we saw it against T1, specifically this tournament, but outside of that, they've been very diligent about when they picked their fights. Yeah. So seeing them do that was just kind of insane. And I yeah. think that for me specifically, I think Chovi gets more <laughs> flack for the series than. Uh, he should because of the reputation of him over the last couple of years. But I think both Peanut and Doran were uh, showing their world's him. unfortunately. I mean, Doran firm. also
2: had he, had... he had some horrible games, he but he also had, had a, a monster He game. had
4: the
3: one Aatrox game where he was I obviously... I think it was the Game 3 game. Because game, game 1 three, and 2 yeah, he yeah, got yeah,
2: pounded, yeah. and Game 3, I think he was 1v9. Yeah, he, he played yeah. really well.
3: But I still think that having like that one high doesn't really excuse the fact that he also had the game losing play in the fifth game and then yeah. obviously game one and two are self explanatory really bad yeah
4: yeah
0: i mean the the game five was i think super heartbreaking because obviously once blg rested control there was just like not a lot you could do yeah it. was the, the when he got
3: when he got caught in the uh, j4 and they didn't zonya's or flash when he had or stopwatch or flash until he was
0: one hp
1: one hp yeah yep. It just feels so bad because, like you're saying, if you're if you're looking back at I, from the Genji perspective, yeah. they're looking back to the first two <clears throat> games. Like, why? Yep. Did not only the self-admittedly were we not ready for the Renata thing, and then they started banning it, but they even walk into the Rift Herald fight, into the giant, you know, in, into the pathway, into the Renata ultimate, and just it's just like it's so clearly like if you threw out those two games, then an, it seems way more competitive from that point on, right? It's just. Man, it is so frustrating for something like that to come down to lack of but, pre- preparation. Yeah. Even though in-game play always trumps everything, for that to be that big of a factor and and them to self-admit afterwards, it I feel like just it, stings the most forever.
3: It, yeah, it's also something that score has actually been really good in throughout the year. So mm-hmm. he really dropped the ball, as mentioned as well, dropped the ball. And also on the flip side, for BLG, I think it also really showcases that this team is a lot more versatile than people give them credit for. And I think we've seen that throughout the year at MSI as well. Because there were a team that originally was just like, Bin carries and then Shun dives bot and then maybe, yeah. He first Rumble of his first career. Time, yeah, first time Rumble for Bin and then he, he smashed with it. And then also the Senna for Elk, which I think also hadn't played before. So it also... Energy's
2: still alive, baby. <laughs> elk actually has uh, we live Senna on. games. <laughs> but not I, just, I looked I looked up his ah, Senna games,
1: uh, but he had he had not won any of them in the LPL. He was like 2-6, and six, and both his wins were Demacia Cup. Because
3: it's, it's twofold, yeah. right? It's like, I think that Genji should definitely be... Because I think a lot of the mistakes weren't really reliant on BLG doing the things in draft that they did. But also credit to BLG for just being so willing to just draw out yeah. random shit and be like, "Bin your first time rumble." Because if if Genji would have known, they might have banned it. And then, right? Like I think that that level of uh, preparation and and kind of surprise coming in to that fifth game is so big because I... Genji feel like you have a grasp on this team, and then in game five, like it's a first time rumble. And it's uh, a Senna that they haven't played for the longest time. Well, he, he time. played, so, Rumble, he twice played Rumble twice. He played Rumble twice the
1: second time. Yeah. So, but when you get down to the top of the tournament, it always comes down to adaptation and
0: prep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the thing that made me, was disappointing for me is that like, even... Even when they finally felt like they had set themselves up for success in draft and a lot of the prep, the sins of the prep kind of felt like they washed away, even if it was for a single game, like in game five, even then I didn't love their game five draft. But I think that like because they they executed so well in the early game they made up for because like they opted into Kaisa Tom Kench against the... Kaisa Rele against Senna 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 Tom Kench which is like almost 100% win rate for for Senna TK in the vast majority of situations like we've seen that's like when you pick Senna TK and and they're super short range yeah yeah, they like almost felt like they counterpicked themselves but then they like played so well in that game 5 but like Pays got obliterated this series his only good game arguably is game 3 and even then like in the first big dragon fight where he shows up he ults into a J4 with all spells available and Shun just 1v1s him and kills him And he could have just waited. Like, he could just chill for another second. He got caught out. He had consistently the wrong guns on Ophelios in every fight. So much so that I Googled a ton of stuff about Ophelios just to make sure that I wasn't trolling. Just so I was like, maybe he's doing some big brain strategy that I didn't know about. And he kind of was, but then he was also messing up the new Ophelios gun rotation strategy. And, like, literally did nothing in a lot of these early to mid games and was dying in 1v1s or dying in 2v2s. Wasn't really a presence in team fights. So for me, it's like... It's not just a matter of if they didn't start on that two zero. I feel like if you play on a different day, I'm willing to go to bat for Gen G. But it's not just those two games because even in the games they won, there were so many mistakes. Yeah. And even in the in the fights, the game that BLG lost, like BLG was sloppy. Like Chovy got so much value in that four man Yone alt. We can call that good from Chovy, but Shun alted his entire teammates into a Jarvan pit to get a pick on one person to line up for the perfect alt. So it's like the stars kind of aligned for Genji to look as good as they did in some of those games too. And so I just I don't know. I feel like across the board from Genji, it wasn't to me it felt like an almost entire collapse of the team at different points throughout the series.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to say that I think that Genji would have for sure won on a different day or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm just trying to like empathize from the point of view of how how I would feel like as as a competitor if I was on Genji, right? Because like I know that yeah. that's how I would be feeling if I was playing for them. Um to celebrate BLG though, I thought Shun was actually insane. This Shun series. was a monster outside of that one play that I mentioned yeah. where he traps his entire team for the Chovy Alt. Like he was incredible. He was he was twenty three, five and thirty two, and across this series, which all is, Jarvan, which is like a ridiculous series. Yeah, and he he was playing Jarvin really really well. Um, I thought he absolutely gapped peanut to me. That was like the biggest biggest gap in this series was yep. jungle gap, and he played it really really well. We know that Bin can be a monster. We know that, you know, he can really show up. We know, I think people kind of know what they get from Yagao. He's always been an interesting player to me because he can have his, his best games. He can go against the best mechanical players in the world and, and take them down. But he can also just have absolute stinker of a game against someone who's like, you would perceive to be much worse than him. So he's kind of inconsistent. I feel like that has never really changed, but um, their bot lane super solid. Bin, I still think is the best carry top laner in the world. Yeah, uh, I think that Shun, if he's playing like that, is really, really impressive. But of course, there's going to be those questions similar to there were about T1 with owner. It's like, oh, well, if you don't give him Jarvan now, you know, because he had such a good series on it, people are going to be really, really focused on those picks and the picks that succeeded in uh, the quarterfinals.
3: And I also think that, um, in a weird way, the fact that Weibo didn't really have to show anything or give anything. It's also been the longest, the teams that we haven't seen play for the longest, right? Yeah. Weibo were the first quarterfinal. I really don't know what to expect for this semis, particularly given that HellPL versus LPA historically is always just a massive, like I don't yeah. know, what the right nomenclature. Is, but <laughs> it's 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 messy, right? Uh, EDG versus RNG in, in 2021 comes to mind as well. I think the series is gonna be amazing, but I actually feel like even though BLG to me seem like they should have a really large edge here, because I think that their year just has been very consistent. Uh I also wouldn't be surprised if if Weibo somehow find a way to to, to get ahead because i think so much of this will just come down to what is the current meta rate of these two teams and i do think that there i do prefer uh Weibo's over blgs
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's two main things i'm expecting from this series i expect it to be uh top lane absolute all-star brawl between
0: bin and the Shy. Yeah, this gonna is gonna not like, like, if this is not super smash but, bros if they play tanks i'm gonna be furious. it's just gonna be casante versus renekton five games
1: it is going to be so fun uh, <laughs> watching that in isolation compared to what I expect will be both teams playing everything else to the bottom side of the map because Crisp has played uh, eight now range champion games for support in a row, even before all of the the extra stuff that started coming out with Senate Tom Kench and all this th- stuff. He was one of the first players onto spamming Renata. They played the Caitlyn Lux as well. Then they had the double Melios. Then even after they got in target ban, they, they did the, the Caitlyn Heimerdinger as well. And they have Weiwei most consistently coming down level three timers or even level one invading enemy bottom side camps so they can split the map and have bottom side priority so they can guarantee like getting turret plates. And it, it has been so interesting watching this team become so much about bottom lane and about light. And I expect that to be matched on the other side for uh, BLG with Elk. Yeah. So I just think this series is gonna be so explosive because we're gonna have so much team play down to the bottom side. And then the two Giga Chad top laners of all time yeah. <laughs> up on top lane <laughs> battling it out.
3: Yeah, and, and it's, it's really remarkable because I think that Crisp in particular is the player to me that stepped up the most because I, I when I watched LPL VODs, Crisp did not spark joy. <laughs> like I thought, I I thought you clean was, him out. No, no, I, 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 I thought, joy, I, yeah, no, him out. I really, really did not uh, enjoy a lot of his uh, a lot of his gameplay. But I think that he has just been really good at worlds, and the fact that the shift towards light and him actually has worked out thus far, I think, is is really, really cool and is is a good sign for Wei. But on the flip side, though, strength of schedule is something that we I think we need to discuss at least a little bit because it is have these guys like actually been, been... only be
2: western teams
3: to yeah. get semifinals. Yeah. Yes. And I think that the bot gap the bot lanes in particular are where you'd see these type of really pronounced like I've seen I don't forget how many like bot lanes I've seen lose lost level 1 in eastern versus western bot lane
0: but it's happened a lot, right? Just walk up to a ranged bot lane lose half your health and then from that point on the lane's just unplayable. Yeah, game 2 especially Light and Chris were definitely dominating energy. Game 1 was closer. Obviously this I think the Senate, Tom Kent was good. From NRG, I think That's a little. The
2: energy's bit. bot lane was like honestly okay in the two v two.
0: I mean, I just remember them. What was the play specifically? I mean, you think of uh,
2: game game three, they super trolled after getting the advantage. They forced <laughs> the flash of Heimer and then to invade and give up first blood. Like there was lots of mistakes like that, but largely I felt like. 2v2 is holding up fine uh, and yeah, all three I games thinking of the play sorry where they dove they two, like, they kept overdiving, but dive them, but they, they overdive
0: bot lane 2v or and then they all died in the cleanup afterwards is what i'm thinking of oh that was like game three after the game was already over no right? this game two that's like their first big play bot lane it's desperation because they were already behind and they, yeah. they forced a dive and then
2: immediately once the rest of Weibo show up they just all yeah, just game two contracts in. got invaded he lost his raptors and then he got met at the red uh when when uh wayway wait, 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 was already level two yeah so he pushed him out took all three got bucket camps then tried to dive bot but he missed his Q, and they like survived it but they kept losing farm off of that then he retried to dive again they lost some more farm off that but i thought given the situation and the fact that they were getting like three V two <coughs> over and over bot lane held up pretty well but mm-hmm. um i mean there was obviously other issues a lot of other issues from uh, energy i mean I, w- I was really happy that they mo- made quarterfinals but i don't think they had their best showing in quarterfinals Game one was very very competitive, but they I think kind of had limited options in how to win the game because they didn't have engage. So it's kind of like they have to absorb the opponent's engage and be able to find something from that. And then um, game two was felt really decided by the the invade at level one where they yeah. got put pretty far behind. And if I recall, they got about 3k down and then were kind of able to like hold at that mark for quite a long time before then just like eventually you know losing a team fight pretty badly. Um, and and the game being over, and then game three just wasn't close at all. Game three was they got turbo stomped.
3: It's a pretty yeah. It's a pretty classic like free story arc for free zeros. I feel like where game one is like they could do maybe. it. and then game two feels kind of flavored, and game three is like no, it was yeah
2: yeah. Bad. Like at si- seventeen minutes they were down forty two hundred, and then at twenty four minutes they were down thirty six hundred. So like they, they were kind of like staying even. Yeah yeah. yeah i shouldn't say even they were staying at the same deficit well and it maybe it like, stabilized a bit but then it was like the number just lost the tell you it, and then it went yeah if they're coming into a fight at two items and the enemy's
0: on two and a half like that's yeah. that's the most you can hope for right yeah. like when you're at that kind of deficit
1: but back on their series versus blg like talking about shun and him being so good especially mm. with the jarvan pick i feel like they have to deny the jarvan pick because shun will make early moves and he will
0: not let way way impact bottom lane Unless as Unless we can get Poppy. Because well, they're
1: both really, uh really important to both teams.
0: I don't want to oversimplify it, but I feel like so much right now is, as you were mentioning earlier with like referencing the Art and Sensor meta, is just the bot lane arm race. Yeah. Especially like the value that T1 have shown us on red side. We haven't gotten to see a like a necessarily a draft rebuttal to that where a team is able to really pick a super stable... Um, bot lane 2v2 blind that isn't going to instantly lose priority with a red 5 bot lane support counter pick. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's going to be so crucial because you saw how like easy it was for owner, and owner played well, but how easy it was for owner to take over the game knowing, like having permanent bot prior across yeah. that T1 series. And I imagine that it's going to be a very similar story here because I was super impressed with both bot lanes between Weibo and, and BLG. Um, I thought they both like played pretty well in these series. And again, I don't think we got to see either of them, despite like the, yeah, the Caitlyn Heimer was cool, like super duper pushed in terms of what their bot lane read looks like and how deep those pool goes, even though Crisp's definitely shown that he's ready to do it. And the Heimer is cool. Like in the BLG series, Genji were clearly not prepared for this meta and you saw it in a lot of their drafts. And so I just don't think we've seen what BLG's like, how BLG is actually going to answer where they're actually going to put priority. We will see. I'm sure at some point some Renata versus Milio. That seems to be like the closest thing to an accepted standard we're going to get for range supports. But I'm just all in on bot lane in this meta right now. I feel like bot pushes everything.
3: Yeah, and I I, I would even though I think the series will be messy. I think just given the lengths that BLG have been pushed to, I think that one of the things we've really learned, especially with introduction of double elimination in, at, at MSI as well, and then. Um, Also, LCK didn't have it until this year. I think Mm LPL had it for like the last couple of years. I don't know when they introduced it specifically, but um, being pushed is so valuable when it gets to the later stage of a tournament because you learn so much more than if you just are able to keep winning. And I don't think Weibo really have been pushed outside of individual game moments, right? Whereas for BLG, uh, obviously the Gen G series really showcased that they are able to adapt within a series, able to maintain composure, even after getting to the point where you're almost getting reverse swept. Um, So I I think that they should still be the clear favorite, but I I feel I have such a hard time rating LPL teams because I feel like they've been so... I
2: feel like BLG is going to stomp them.
0: Uh, yeah. I, yeah, the historics are very much in favor of BLG too. They're like 3-1 in regular season series. They're 1-0 in best of fives. It's not a huge history track record. Sure. There's like a lot of... There's 10 million teams in the LPL. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it, they're 10-5 in game. Like you can go through it. Like it's it's historically pretty BLG favored. And it's just, I would more rely on that than rely on either the, the quarterfinals, honestly. Because I think because like the, I think... Again, BLG didn't show a ton against NRG, so to me, I'm Weibo. You mean Weibo? Excuse yeah. me, I, I'm on the BLG train too. Yeah, I would, I think I would agree. I, if you want to tell me it's a three-two, I'll believe it, but I, I still think that it's predictions it
2: now. BLG is the better team, I three-two. I I go three-one, or maybe I go three-one. BLG. I think it's like pretty heavily favored to BLG because I mean. I, I, I kind of disagree with what you're saying about not learning more about either teams. I actually do think I've learned more about BLG and I do care that they were able to beat Genji. I think mm-hmm. that actually showed a lot. Um, I don't think I've seen anything really new from Weibo um, in Worlds compared to, to how they played in LPL because I just didn't think that the level of competition was as high as BLG. I'm sorry, do you not think that the shy learning to build Gore Drinker instead of Duskblade
0: is not revolutionary? this like of- <laughs> is the Duskblade guy. I, I know, and he's Yeah, he's the best Aatrox.
1: Yeah, he, he tried the gore drinker he was like, ah, forget this shit, I'm not listening to Freak. I'm still gonna build Duskblade. I'm still gonna <laughs> go to people. But it's, it's also, he's not just
3: building Duskblade because there was a lot of other players even in the off that went Duskblade into Bruiser build. He's into like full Cleveland. damage. He's- yeah, he's the only one that's been doing this ever yeah, since what he do? Like, he did, just full he's doing
1: he edge of night. No, he did
2: Duskblade Hex drinker Edge of Night, and then finish Ma. Yeah. Yeah. Hexdrinker, and
1: that's defensive, okay? Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, yeah. But yeah, even even all through LCK playoffs, he did this as well. Yeah. And it's like you can say, Oh, well, he's doing it against squishy teams, but then you watch him and he plays against a Cassante or a full tank team. Doesn't care. He still goes full lethality. Oh, and yeah. he just tries to hit the back line. And it's if you can actually execute on it, it is really strong. I mean, lethality, Atrox Q three is Zigzalt and it's just on a basic ability cooldown. But uh, you are the delivery system. So I wonder it's a if the shy will there.
0: change his mind having watched that series, and if his coaching staff are going to have to try to talk him down. Like, no, I, we need you to go in with your Sterix. It's going and need illusion to, top. <laughs> we need you to eat thirty cooldowns and just survive. We don't need you to try to be Zaus in this as, series. As far
3: as uh, builds go, though, it's been a really interesting worlds because I feel like this is. Been the worlds where there's been. I know Lost Worlds was like the highest ever in terms of champ diversity. Mm. In terms of build diversity, I feel like we have like three or four champions where you can go like wildly different builds. Kai's is obviously the poster child. Azir, but yeah, Azir. Azir. We've seen like Aatrox. a lot of different variations. Aatrox, obviously, it's literally like Malcai, a as well, completely I would say. different champ. Yeah, I think Maokai- Orianna actually seen any? We've it's seen AP like and the, tank. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but specifically like the way that. Weibo specifically, and even BLG and and, um, and JDG have done a really good job of is using Aatrox as basically just actual frontline, where he eats a lot of cooldowns and then syncs up with the rest of his team, and then they're able to Drain Tag their way through. And then T1 uses it like effectively, just another way for Zeus to carry, but unlike something like a Jace, the Aatrox is very self-sufficient. So I think it's really cool to see the difference in approach in how they use the same champion. And yep. I wonder what's eventually gonna come out on top, because I'm pretty sure that in the, the um, the, uh, the other series the other semis it will also be hiding contested and, and the shy i think has also picked it like i don't know how many times but it's like the main champion that everyone goes to now for the blind because yeah. it's hard to reliably it's just counter.
0: i feel like most of the shy's iconic moments on atrox's tournament not to be disrespectful to the shy are like he has sterics and core drinker yeah. he eats a million cooldowns and then like there's nothing left yeah. for the actual fight because they it's, try to collapse on the flank and they don't or yeah. they overestimate their own damage whereas zeus is literally putting together the montage yeah, this man is, and it's, it's obviously the build as well. You're gonna shine
2: more if you succeed on the like almost full mega hit
3: right? Like as I was saying,
2: yeah. But I, I think that you know, to your point, Aatrox with with Steric Score Drinkers is literally just the tank, right? You press R, you press Core Drinker yeah. in the middle of a bunch of people, you heal for a thousand. Turns out that's more more tankiness than a, a tank myth that gives you, right? Yeah. So if you're able to pull it off, it's just really a different style. So I don't necessarily see one as as better or worse, but it is gonna be interesting. I definitely think it's it's BLG favored, but um, yeah, I mean, I think almost everyone is going to be predicting against Weibo, so it would be pretty exciting, I think, if they are able to make something happen, because, yeah, there's just, they had the lowest expectations, I think, I, of any Eastern team coming into Worlds.
3: Yeah, I think, my, yeah, I agree. I would, going in, I rated them lower than D+, and D+, for all their issues, you know, I don't think didn't really get, uh, um, that didn't get, didn't develop anything that they didn't show domestically. So, uh, whereas I think Weibo definitely has shown some level of improvement, but yeah, given the strength of schedule, I still would agree. I'd probably go 3-1, but at the same time, like out of the quarters, only, I guess two of them went the way they expected. Cause I think Weibo beating NRG, even though it was more one-sided than I maybe thought coming in, I think mm-hmm. was expected. And then the KT versus JDG series also went just it was more competitive than I thought, but the score was and, yeah. and the larger lines I think. Were if you were told
2: that JDG won three one, you wouldn't have you, would, you wouldn't batted yeah. like the, the, yeah,
0: yeah okay. In yeah. the moment when we watched that game one, suddenly you're feeling a different kind of way. But in the aftermath, well, and in like, game four, it looked like KT was going to win, and they go
2: yeah. oh game five.
3: Oh, I was getting ready for the uh for the inevitable KT collapse in game five. Yeah. I was yeah. sad that the, we didn't get to that. It gave it too early. Like, it fast would, delivery, yeah. baby. It would have been so good.
2: We should probably jump to JDG because we haven't talked about them, yeah. I think, at all. Um, and I think that almost everyone will probably agree that they're tournament favorites, I think, at this point. I I had them as, as the best team coming in. I think a lot of people had them as the best team coming in. Um, Genji is gone. LNG is gone. That was most people's top three, I think it's fair to say, at least among the analysts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was really community sentiment or not, but at least among the analysts, I think that was uh, fair to say. And so only they're only team reigning that was like a favorite i would say to win the competition um and they did play kt it was a really competitive series i felt like kt actually played quite well yeah and so to me it didn't feel like a combination of jdg or like oh jdg really didn't show up or looked bad it was more kt was really stepping up um and, and playing a really good series so i still have a tremendous amount of confidence in jdg it's been interesting. I will say, I don't, I don't know if this surprised you guys at all, but I was expecting more of the 369 Orin kind of style that he played so much in the LPL because I didn't really feel like that had been pushed out. So I've been a little bit surprised by his picks. I think he's still playing well. I don't think he's played as well as I expected him to, though, because I, I feel like for the most part, he was pretty quiet in that series um, and he was playing Renekton. He played a couple Aatrox games. He had the AP Gragas game, Um, but like, he has not looked as good as as I expected. So if there was one person that like I'm a little bit disappointed in, it probably is three six nine. Because coming in, I kind of thought I, I had him as like overall best top laner. You know, yeah, like he's so bulletproof, but he hasn't really been as rock solid. I feel like at Worlds, his, his
3: greg was also I think one of the champions that like kind of signified his turn from carry to to yeah. you know uh, tank. And he, or, even though he didn't go tank gregus I still think I was expecting a lot of his greg is when it was locked in, and they won that game, but. His Gragas was not it, it was not... it was not great. He was having a really rough one.
1: He's
2: definitely played better Gragas games. Yeah. I mean, Keen was beating him almost every lane, no?
3: Yeah, and Keen did not have... Like, that was actually something that really shocked me coming in. I know yeah. 369 is not a lane player, but I feel like his ability to go even in basically any matchup, any lane, was what... Uh, together with his team fighting makes him really impressive to me and I think Keane just hasn't been that good this tournament so not doing that well against him yeah. is a little uh, a little worrying I don't, I don't think it, it will necessarily matter too much for JDG but it is, but it, it is out, a of, question the, out of the well especially given the performance that Zayus so, I, yeah. I think it will matter a lot yeah. because
1: yeah because especially with the performance of Zayus like he is unrelenting and if he gets a lead zeus is the top laner that will be able to win the whole game with it the the aim hack shock blast 30 shock blasts in a row with uh with the gold that he got when um he got those free turret plates off of uh off the teleport bottom like as soon as you give him any extra gold like that it feels like and zeus did this so much for t1 you know even when like faker left i feel like Zeus is really trying to he, he put was, on yeah. those scary fans was, and put in as much work as he could. It was so. like
3: 70% Zeus and then like 20% Guma and then 10% yeah. the rest.
0: Yeah, that game that, that, that game was so funny. The owner just got away with murder on that poppy kill. I'm still, I'm still so blown away that that worked. I'm still like mind blown by that game three, like how that even happened, how that even like that lineup connected. But back, I mean, back to the series with JDG, right? I think that like what was... Initially, kind of felt good as we went through the series. Was like in game three, I felt like three six nine was finally like looking better. It wasn't like signature three six nine team fighting, but he was like looking more and more comfortable, looking better in the matchup. The greatness I, was kind of sketchy though, and that was the final game. No, I'm saying game three. Game oh oh yeah. Game yeah. three, I was feeling good, and then game four comes around and it's kind of sketchy again. And I'm just like, you can't against Isaiah who's performing this well. You can't like ramp into a series. You kind of need yep. to hit the ground running. I feel like, especially against a team like T1 who are so consistently good in the early game. That's um, kind. That's kind of what I'm saying and feeling right now is like,
1: if three six nine does give even like, oh, it's a marginal little bit of extra gold or yeah. you know, a little bit of space for Zaius. it feels like Zaius is is on right now. So
0: yeah, I mean, you, I mean, he, the dude was behind against the Gwyn, got a hex drinker, immediately found. Ba- I, I can't remember if it was a solo kill or basically no, it was, a solo uh, kill it was the, top lane.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a. I think it was two separate games where he did that as well. Because in both games, he got a hex drink, and then one, he won a topside skirmish because of it. Yeah. And then the other one, I think he got I think it was game
0: player. one, he got the he got the solo kill. He came yeah. back top with hex drink. Always immediately all
1: kill. in if you buy a hex finger, by That's the way. so
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> immediately I'm convinced all in. Leeching lear is the fakest item spike in the history of the game. I consider <laughs> no, that item yeah. does absolutely no, nothing. No, no, no,
3: it's, it's bait. Rift Maker. Top notch leeching there is is, is not real. Just trash. So,
1: what the full completed mythic is hell is better than the component. Well, okay. No, but like
3: I feel like you have spikes. Like iron spike right. whip feels good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I, I don't think leeching it does. I, I, I think, just, think it's, it's just it
2: feels it feels okay against tanks against low damage matchups. I think it's fine, yeah. right? Because he has yeah, his damage, yeah, this his a damage, But against a lethality Aatrox... rocks. <laughs> he didn't know? have any lethality. Yet.
1: He just came in and dunked him with just raw hex drinker Doran uh, shield, sure. bro. I mean, for the for this matchup though, the thing that actually might cause me to predict the upset um because it's always fun to look for the things the changes in data leading up to this that could cause you to do that is that owner is playing way better than we have seen owner play in all year basically no he is he is playing so much better Mm. and i'm trying to separate how much of that last series is like you know, we're you're, just, you're hyped on we're, it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we should be them
0: everywhere. I think to be clear you're about how, moment. like, waiting that series, I do think it's important to call that. I think LNG played poorly and T1 did play exceptionally well, but I yeah, don't it was think, both. like, it was you both. can't let this series decide your entire opinion of uh, T1. But I, but I think that but also, even two leading two zero up to it, Owner BLG. was already playing better.
3: That to me is really down. They also 2-0 BLG and BLG also looked bad against them. Sure. No, that, so uh, I think uh, the back-to-back, so if it was just one of the two,
2: sure. I wouldn't value it as highly. but I it, think T1's early games have probably been the best of the tournament.
0: Yeah. T1's early games T1's have been T1's early games have been really good. Like, they're drafting was great. I'm looking for the angles. Yeah. Like, I, I'm on the T1 train. I just don't think you should be like, look at the so, JDG series and be like, oh, well, they
2: struggled. Well, against t And, and JD. JD, JDG, the thing is, it's like their early game isn't as dominant, but it doesn't necessarily need to be because they're so good at 5v5. That's yeah. always been their thing, yeah. is that they are just magic in the 5v5s. And I think their drafts have been smart with it. Um, the one game where they did uh, Rakan Wukong I thought was really really smart um, because KT just had I can't remember it was like Azir and Zaya maybe mm. I can't remember what the what the AD was I'd have to look Azir, Zayah um, but they just like were able to overload the backline so heavily and push them back with just the wukong and the rakan and it basically forced these split fights where then mm. ruler and and knight are just killing the front line while rakan and wukong are just pushing out the carries and just wasting yep. their time and i think they're just the masters of playing you know these styles of games where they know exactly how to play out every 5v5 should we be diving should we be peeling should we be creating space should we be sacrificing my life to just buy more time like they just always seem to know how to do it uh, perfectly. And I think that is really, really interesting. One of my, my main questions, I guess, is though, you know, we know how good Ruler is. We know how good JDG is. Are they going to be moving towards these kind of like kooky bot lanes? Because when I think of missing, I don't think of that style really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, They're much more the 5v5 team. Uh, the lane-focused pick that I think of with Ruler is the Callista, which is generally permanent banned against them.
3: They will not play it. yeah it's gonna get permanent
2: right so it's like i just don't know like is ruler and missing the bot lane to go to like the caitlin lux and stuff like i don't think so so to me that's that's the kind of one thing that i think t1 does have a really big draft advantage potentially in bot lane because we know that they're hyper flexible carry can play literally everything he was the best when it was this double eighty carry meta he showcased that again and they're they're cooking up some really cool picks so even if JDG are better team fighters, which I would definitely say that they are, it doesn't matter if you're coming in, if we're expecting like a lane disadvantage top and you're expecting a lane disadvantage top, all of a sudden, if you're just, or excuse me, bot as well, if you have two losing lanes in every game and you're yeah. getting kind of cooked in draft, then you're gonna to be too far behind potentially.
3: Yeah, I, I actually, because you were saying protecting the upset earlier, I actually think that this is mega 50-50 matchup. Like given what we've seen off T1, I would rate them as an equal of, I don't think you're favored by any means, Yeah. but I think that given what we've seen, plus the fact that coming into the tournament, I actually felt like we were moving back towards a similar meta to MSI specifically. And I think in that meta where you play hyper carry bot lane, where you play like basically protect the president comms, I don't think T1 ever win because I think that ruler is the best player to have on your team for that. And I think that 369 is the best top laner to have. And I would say Kanavi's and the best And then Kanavi genre. is the best, right? So yeah. like, I think if the meta would have continued to gravitate towards, because we had like a couple of uh, matches slash series back to back where it's like the Felios, Jinx, yeah. and Kench. If it's Jinx yeah. and the fat boys in front. Yes. Then I think JDG are literally, like I would... <laughs> no, it's a good, it's good would, band so. name. Yeah, Jinx and the fat boys, <laughs> I lit- like that. Li- literally unbeatable. <laughs> like I think that in that yeah. meta, you never beat this team. But I do think that even at MSI, even though JDG to me were the much better team, I know the series was close, but T1 had like a couple of really big team fights that they yeah. won their two games off, but JDG over the series was still better. I think that the meta shift to me means that this is like a mega close series and it will kind of come down to how the game, because game one, T1 is going to go mega lane all in.
0: Do they get enough of a lead to then be able to force JDG to adapt? We also don't know side selection yet. Yeah. room. I, I think that the thing for me is is it's like, I can see and would I think it's a safe prediction to say that T1 are likely to pull ahead in early games based on what we've seen in draft and also just like how well they're playing. How and JDG plays. And how JDG are very yeah. willing to concede early objectives. My thing is what we've seen from JDG is like you have to be so incredibly consistent in your decision making. And while T1 did show that against an LG who I don't like look really great and against a BLG, you know, at a certain point, like if no one's looking really great, maybe you are just the great team that you appear to be on stage. I, I do get concerned because to me, it's not about like, how big is the lead because yeah T1 can just get like 6k up and wampa stomp a game I just don't think that that's super likely but it's like when it comes around that they've got three drakes and it's time for the dragon fight and they've got a little bit of a lead and they're on two and a half items and everyone on JDG is on two it's like that entire team fight will very likely decide the game and and definitely T1 will be favored in that situation but it's like you can't make a single mistake for the five
2: minutes around that drake (laughs) or it will get punished even more when you're doing the double marks and bot lane stuff you have to play from ahead because if you mess up that one team fight it's actually just game over I agree. I I I think you that you still have to keep JDG as favorites. I sure? think so too. You're getting
1: yeah. kind of going going a little crazy right now yeah. trying to work because T1 as mo- they look really good. They beat you know BLG and uh, LNG. JDG have beat those teams a lot of times already. They are. <laughs>
2: but if you want to do the
4: napkin worried. math,
2: T1 looked better in, in both against I'm not, LNG yeah, I'm and not against game. BLG. I'm not I would say that LNG and
1: BLG both looked way worse playing yep. versus them also than when playing with yeah. JDG. Yep, I agree. Anyways, though, uh I JDG are literally on the golden road right now with one more brick to lay. So, uh, yeah. so I think that like they they definitely do still need to stay as the favorites, but that's what makes it such an exciting story from the T1 perspective, because not only are T1 trying to ascend and take on the entirety of the LPL and working their way through all of the LPL top teams. But they're, dance. they're the ones creating and moving the meta like this yeah. with the picks. They're the well, Goomba's like, yeah, I'll play with carry Forever. We can pick all kinds of shit. I'll, we're crazy. I've got more stuff. And it's <laughs> it's the last time to the last dance point that they're, this team is gonna be together and has a chance to make this epic ascension.
2: And also, I just have to say that it's kind of perfect that to, you know, to be the first team to ever. Pave the golden road and complete it. You have to beat Faker to beat there. Yeah, you know. And you I wouldn't just want think it that's any other so way. Cool. Yeah. And and Faker, I, I mean, I I can't pretend to know the guy, but like <laughs> when you, when you're when you're in that position as as the undisputed go, as this person with all these titles, I feel like you want to defend that spot. You don't want anyone else to ha- have done this thing that you haven't done, right? So you know you would be so motivated. I would have to think to he, shut down the golden road.
1: I mean, he has the line. If you want to be the best, he said it to Scout. If you want to be the best then you have to go through me same yeah. shit same shit right, next applies year, to little bro, you can try again next year <laughs> Same shit <laughs> applies uh my last little thing i want to squeak in though for this t1 angle is that in re- being reminded of how good kanavi was with the wukong and bringing his pick back out because he was one of one of the junglers that never like fully gave on up on it him and levi that also you need to remember how asleep kanavi was for the first two games like, these junglers, all tournament long, even the very best that we have, have had some pretty bad games. Uh, Not my boy, Cuz. He's been great. He's also gone. And but he did. <laughs> he did really well. He
2: did play really well, actually.
1: He, yeah. he left yeah. before he could have his shitty games. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, but, uh, I just... I need to... Because we didn't talk about it. Die a hero before. or there's, live long yeah. enough to become yeah. a villain. <laughs> he <had laughs> such a good hero, There's man. so much Salute, variance. Salute, Cuz. <laughs> if, if you're going to do a, a bar sliding for, for junglers for this series, there's so much variance because... From the past, you'd be like, ah, Ona's oh, going to get, gonna get oh. shit on, right? You're yeah. like, yeah, from the past, looks like this year, he, Kanabu totally shit on him. But there's definitely a lot of wiggle room here.
0: I think the thing that like... There's less shit? Wiggle, wiggle I, that room? <laughs> was
1: not shit last series? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I consider JG the favorite still, but I think the thing that's the most exciting for me for T1, outside of like the bigger scheme of narrative things, because obviously there's star studded rosters on both sides with crazy and fantastic stories, is like... T1 themselves said, and shout out to both Ashley at Horizon and Lore, because they've been doing some great interviews. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase a bunch of them, because they've all meshed together in my head. The goats. Um, but they did interviews with Faker. They did interviews with Guma, They talked to Carrie a little bit. And one of the things, like, the through lines that we've seen in this tournament is, like, we have struggled in so many tournaments because of bad meta reads. Like, because we weren't on top of the meta, because we felt like we were a step behind. And they said very clearly, team fighting, communication and meta read like those are the three things that matter to us the most and this is across a couple interviews so one guy said two of those things the other guy said two of those things um and they're putting their money where their mouth is like absolutely 100 they are the meta they are the meta like you heard it from goomba was like on the on the ball when they won that series you know like they are clearly they have identified their weaknesses they're proving that what they're focusing on is what they should be focusing on because they're making it work they're proving that it has value on stage and like that gets me super amped for for t1 because i think that Most of the times when teams like talk about weaknesses, they're like kind of vague and like it doesn't really come to fruition. You don't really get to see it materialize, but they identified a weakness. They've clearly worked on it and it's clearly they're reaping the rewards on stage and did so against LNG. I mean, that this T1 team has been through a lot of heartbreak.
1: So when you go through something like that, you get so close and you think you're going to win and you're almost there and you don't that can that forges a bond that's
2: so strong. Or I mean, you just get really depressed.
1: Or you get, or, or, or you get really depressed <laughs> and, and go home again. again. And like then out. the team breaks
3: up like, out. actually, <laughs> I'm glad this is the last yeah. dance. Hear, <laughs> hear, me, hear me out. What I think is going to happen, I think Tijuan's going to make finals and then they're going to lose again. To No, that is, no that is the only unacceptable so story. No, but like, that, that is, the like, is, is the only bad story. I don't want, no. This is the kind no. of
2: guy that wants to watch Carrier cry again. I do,
3: no, I don't, like I obviously am mega emotionally invested in this And a big fan
0: of Game of Thrones season eight. No, like, He's like, you know I, the Red Wedding. He I want to love so, that episode. So I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to
3: win so badly um, because I've, I've been particularly in like the, uh, particularly in Zayas, like going back because I was a, the biggest Zayas believer in 2021 when they had the 10-man roster. I was like, yeah. no, this guy needs to play and yeah. he's way better. And and then eventually they, they came in really hot, right? In spring 2020. And that was the last thing, or 2022, that was the last thing they won. Spring 2022. So like a yeah. year and a half ago. And then um, up until Zeus won Asia Games, I guess, but that tournament obviously has a lot of caveat to the format and, and yeah, and, well, I, mean, I just don't think really, we can't, talk really take about of, it, yeah. can't really take a lot of lot of stock into it. For me though, the 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 funny thing is that I think that T one this tournament have actually had the best meta read that they've had in two years of a competitive play because you go back yep. to their champion pools, the one game they lost against Gen was a game where they had a matchup that was not favorable, where they played Kaisa Alistair, which is a great duo sure. into Zyra Khan. Every other game, every game where they've won, because they were the they against TL, which even though that game was, was pretty clunky, they uh, immediately went for the Ashronada. And mm-hmm. then ever since, every single time, I'd argued that at the very least their support counterpick would tilt the lane in their favor. Um and they've just been doing that for like eight straight game or yeah, eight straight games. So I'd imagine that JDG also look at this and go, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick red side. I actually think that, as we already talked about, the blue side win rate was a little bit sussy as to whether it was yeah. actually... It was right um, Yeah, so... I think that it's just gonna come down to that. And I think after game one, we'll have a really good idea. Because either T1 somehow still get an angle in bot lane, mm-hmm. get enough of a lead to win through that, and then the series becomes really interesting. Or they get boomed in team fighting, and then maybe they default back, like they did against BLG, right? Where they went for a, like, Jinx, yeah. Uh can start but I think if they if it comes down to that then JDG always wins.
2: And just small aside, I know that people had tweeted out that JDG chose Red Side for this. The coin flip hadn't even yeah, happened we don't know. yet, so that yeah. was that was fraudulent. Whoever tweeted that out wasn't true. Hasn't yeah. happened, so that's why we're talking as though we don't. Yeah, know and maybe side if they win on. the flip, they will pick Red Side. Maybe that's true. I don't know, but the flip hasn't happened. Yeah, no, so no no yeah, way. yeah. Because yeah,
3: because to me, it would make sense if they win the flip if they do. Because I think T1 hundred percent is going to yeah. pick Red Side.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 super interesting, and I will say. I, I still am on the JDG hype train. I kind of have been, you know, all year there just so incredible. But that being said, there are so many examples, it feels like, of when the meta hits just right for a team, of that team really having that that kind of meteoric rise to success. Look no further than DRX, right? Like where's <laughs> yes. Zeka, Zeka in that tournament was just unreal. And kind of where is he now, right? You know, you can see there's that massive difference for teams sometimes when when the, the sale. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like you know when when the meta hits just right for certain players, you can take over, right? And yeah. I do think T1 is in that perfect spot to really make the most of it, right? Where where DRX well, was last year, where it became about this lane dominant two v two, where barrels taking all these cooked picks, and Deft is playing Caitlin and Varus and MF, and we have you know uh, the Silas and the Akali in mid lane for Zeka, It's like. T1 can kind of be that now. And we haven't even touched on Faker because the reality is for the last couple of years, Faker hasn't really been the story for, for sure. T1. He's kind of been more the supporting cast, but he has been playing really well individually. Right. And I think that that team starts to get really, really frightening um, when even your kind of like supporting cast mid laner is playing that well because he was a monster in, in the last series against LNG. He was getting the better of scout. He was winning... He won two out of the three uh, laning phases, I would say. I think it was only game three where Scout got the best of him. So, you know, if Faker is playing at a really high level, if Zeus is playing at the level that he knows that, it's like, you can definitely see the potential for the upset. And I, I will still call it an upset, but... That's fair. But the more I think about it and the more I think about meta, well, it's possible. And I think the thing that makes me really happy about the potential of that is that
0: people have already kind of started talking about how the only reason that like the jdg golden road is possible is because the meta has remained so the same for the entire year but we're now seeing that meta that has been somewhat samey for sure no doubt being broken open by t1 being pushed to another level and if t1 are able to do that and dismantle jdg by pushing the meta to a place that it hasn't gone nearly as much with these super range focused bot lanes right that's fantastic. Or if JDG then managed to beat that and prove that they're still playing the better style, like sick. This is fantastic. You're just bulletproof. It's then. also
3: good because in the case that, which I again like, it, I wouldn't be surprised if JDG win. I think it's sure. uh, it's you'd be shocked. I, I absolutely, absolutely not. But it's I will an, cry, but I will not be. Surprised. Surprised. I, will, I, will, I will be. I will be devastated, yeah. but I will not be surprised. Right? JDG is an incredible team. Um, <laughs> but what I do not want, what what I want to avoid at all costs, is that we get JDG BLG finals. That that to me would Why? Because then we
1: set the chance no. for BLG is going to actually beat them for okay, once. Okay, but the point is the last time that that happened <laughs> in 2014 was
3: when you had a mega big meta shift, right? The, the blue-white story. I don't think the meta shift has been big enough thus far to warrant a situation like that. And that you already
2: f- know it's by far the most likely, I feel like, result. Is it the, is! And uh, it's BLG, <laughs> JDG, JDG and exactly. then JDG, just three of them in the final. Yes! Yeah. I
4: don't want,
3: like, I would rather have, have Weibo somehow win and come in against JDG because I feel like at least that... I, I don't think that the Weibo win. Okay, pick, pick your dream finals. We'll so you obviously want T1 obviously. and then who? Who you
2: do you want, want T1 to play? Weibo?
0: Is that what you want? <laughs> that's kind of do man. That's such a <laughs> janky final. What the hell?
1: You go from T1 JDG to T1
3: Weibo. <laughs> I think T one BLG also works for me because it it gets the
2: spunky little brother. Gets, you know? yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. What? It's like, so so be it. Not it was this Pedro's dream gambling <laughs> final. Like what is this? <laughs> I think that, no. So. To me, honestly, I think every every non JDG BLG series, I uh, I think is cool because I think that BLG versus T1 is self-explanatory. It's a yeah. rematch of, uh, of MSI they already played this tournament. BLG have had an incredible year. They weren't able to to take the title at MSI, so they get a redo for that. Yeah, like that's cool. Uh, Weibo, JDG, even though I think that... The, the MSI chronobreaker. I was yeah. like, it yeah. to redo. Um, the the, the <laughs> fact that the JDG got beaten by Weibo, I think it's kind of like, yeah, they beat a jet lagged post-MSI. And it was a 1-B-03. It was not
2: Didn't LPL start a week or uh, two? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was so tight. Dude, like, so, it was, on
3: so zero practice, it was so cursed, I, I don't yeah. count it, but at least it'll be something different. And like, you can... If Weibo if somehow beat B- uh, BLG, then at least that series to I, me is kind of dope.
0: Yeah, but can we all agree whoever wins the JDG T1 series is the favorite? For no, the
1: no, I, I, not the real fight. That's, not, that's the not the real. I'm not saying final. it's the real final.
0: I'm saying they're the favorite I, for the tournament. Yeah, they're 100 yeah, the favorite yeah, for the yeah, tournament. Yeah, they have to be.
1: I, I think the argument for having the final be the T1 Weibo though is that then T1 will have gone through all four of the LPL teams. Oh, you know, true. get the tag each one. If they just beat BLG again. It's not as cool. Well, yeah, then, then, then you, then Cajun could be like, ah, Weibo with a one. <laughs> have you, well, you have to do it. You have to do all four of them. Did
0: you see the thread? Medic linked me this thread for like casting or win moment inspiration. Shout out to Medic, absolute homie. Uh, linking like some of like the Weibo, like discussions about. T one and Faker and mm-hmm. like a lot of this, it's all just Google translated, right? So it's like, who knows what it is? But some of it's like so intense and dark. And like, yes,
2: the rabbit good, very strong. No, Faker, no, not that bad. Yes. No, no, no.
0: I just, I just don't <laughs> want to assume that this translation is hundred percent of the nose. But they're like, he's the first enemy of the LPL. He's oh, the there's... last enemy of the LPL, and a oh, bunch more sick. stuff like that. And you're like, oh, you get so many chills yeah. just thinking about like Faker was as a tr- like as the kid in season three just dismantled LPL. And he's been doing it his entire career when he's been at the top, right? He's just
2: the main character of League of Legends. He is the main character of League of Legends.
3: Especially now that he's gotten his eight out of eight semifinals.
2: Yeah. Oof. When Faker's not at Worlds, it's just a filler arc for the It anime, is just yeah. a filler arc. I
0: feel like we should all be out here, like, <laughs> oh, cooking food. It's yeah. like our day trip to the beach yeah, when exactly. Faker's He's not Yeah, exactly. Just at the beach, yeah. To, like, get us back on track Where's Jujutsu the plot, Kaisen? guys? This is I terrible. We're trying to get the If you say season. one more OVA, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to yeah. ha- lose it. Yeah.
1: The part that makes his story the best is, though, is because Faker has had a dip. Is yes. You know, it's not like, you can't, like, rewrite it and be yeah. like, he was literally number one all across all of these yeah. years. It's and then this huge
2: dip down to semifinals every time and <laughs> no, finals when Down game to off.
1: down to not getting there know, it's yeah, disingenuous yeah, for people kidding. to cut out like not getting no, there no, no, I was just yeah kidding. but like that's that's what makes you know real characters and and bonding with them is when they do have lows yep. and then they fight their arc. way back up yep. Exactly. Oh,
2: right. So like. You know. Had to learn his not new like breathing was techniques. Like, ah. was punching trees in the mountain Yeah, and stuff. learning new breathing <laughs> techniques. <laughs> he was yeah. practicing his thumbs up. Getting his key up or something, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a
3: our,
1: cauliflower next time? Our uh, best yeah. eSports shot of all time, I think the best picture is Faker, yep. head in hands, how devastated he is when they when they lose on stage like versus that, Samsung so. right the yeah, 2017 yeah. one three zero shout out to who Colin was that, who was, who was that against it man? was against uh, was Samsung that, yeah Samsung, no,
3: it's no, ruler uh, it's ruler yeah
2: ruler versus sneaker baby ruler. yeah I, and yeah. I think Colin I think the goat like, photographer I did that thing. this
0: yeah, is yeah. I obviously in a perfect world he I'm was just going to say this would be my final he needs another one yeah but the way the tournament crumbles is the way the tournament crumbles that's how it's going to be but I do think that jdg if they want to complete the golden road i'll say it again you said it once already the fact that they have to beat t1 to do it is perfect yeah yep is perfect it's mega fitting it is if you want it's
2: like you're trying to be the pokemon master but you haven't beat ash yet you know yeah it's like you just skipped your rival
0: or the elite four or whatever the (laughs) hell are you doing holy shit wait a minute t1 are just ash and the lpl are just the elite four what the (laughs) hell they're just running through them one at a time bro this is gen one they've got dragon type pokemon there's no counter i that's baker's ash who's
2: pikachu is it Gooma? Probably Gooma. Gooma's Pikachu. Might be Caria. I, I feel like Zayus.
1: is the like lightning.
3: Zayus yeah. is, yeah, yeah, is, is Pikachu. Yeah, is
2: Pikachu. Who's the Charizard? The one he can't control. Uh, that's is that that's owner? also
3: Zaius. That's Owner for <laughs> sure. That owner or yeah.
2: <laughs> that's Car- that's Car- Owner of Caria. Owner for sure. Caria is like a Squirtle or something. Squirtle squad, you know, pretty dependable. (laughs) It's Squirtle
1: and Bulbasaur in the bottom lane.
4: Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Owner is for sure. Charizard (laughs) Charizard in the jungle. You can't control him. (laughs) Sometimes he he tells him to gank, (laughs) but he's just (laughs) starting Harold by himself. He's like, finger (laughs) gun!
0: Owner, get As, back here. What Order, are you doing? Owner runs mid lane, hits him with the tail, screams, You don't yeah. have enough badges to train me. Yeah, exactly. runs off into the jungle. And he's Pickard like, How he's, many more things do I need to win? He needs
2: to win another world championship. He's actually he's the, eighth is the eighth semifinals,
0: the ace badge. And, Joke's on you. He and, does have enough badges <laughs> now. Exodia <wait>. assembled. Assemble. <laughs> How many more T1 favored narratives can we create in a 30 second a span? Lot. A lot.
3: <laughs> and what, what I think is, is not just the fact that um, JDG specifically has to beat. Uh, has to beat t1 right mm-hmm. but also that ruler i think winning this world would actually cement him as the undisputed best ad carry of all time because i feel like right now
0: mm-hmm, it might mm-hmm. still be i already think air. he, is. I,
3: think I, he I, is I i so yeah i mean that's fair but i feel but like I guess, yeah, are you on like, deft i'm I'm still on deft yeah. but although deft didn't have the best year, but deft given his, I, I really value longevity right deft has sure. been around for like Since season what two three yeah Yeah. so Ruler Ruler was uh was there since season six but I think the moment he wins Worlds again and he's able to to yeah again I I don't think it's it's very valid already to argue that he is but especially if he's able to win this Worlds there's like no you can't make any argument I I forgot we were talking about this earlier um but it's also very Ruler will then just be point-blank one of the best players of all time which again you got he already he, is. Is. Yeah. he already is but, but yeah. talking
2: about, like second best ever because faker sure. you still have faker a long ways to go first to faker. clearly F- it's like faker and then there's a big gap and then there's some people in the mix yeah, yeah. god is locked
1: in now we discuss all the yeah, yeah. We discuss we're the, the disciples. Disciples. You're going for the mini goat you, yeah. you got to fill <laughs> out the, the <laughs> you got
0: <laughs> go. the mini goat the, okay i like mini goat. i was gonna say the pantheon get the rest of the greek gods up there it's the mini goat all right there you go
1: Uh, We can have a couple mini goats
4: too yeah it's It's
0: like the
2: goats babies
4: we did predictions
2: um, for blg weibo final predictions we've i know we've all kind of talked about it already but i i think it's gonna be a banger i mean i i don't know if this is actually gonna be the series but i think that t1 could actually win so i'll say 3-2 jdg because i still think they're favored but i do think based on the meta stuff we've seen t1 has a big edge in that department and that's why the more i talk about it the more i think t1 could actually do it but if by the JDG more you talk about fighting. it, you mean the more random anime references you make to describe T ones story, I then I'm like also the Pokemon getting convinced. Stuff. That was really <laughs> the, that pushed me from three one to three two.
4: The Pokemon was. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I
1: I think I'm gonna end up predicting T one uh, on the desk, so I think I think I might as well do it here as well. But man, I cannot get over the variance in the jungler's play, and so much is gonna rely on that because Kanavi. Even when even people who say Kanavi is the best jungler in the world will still be like, yeah, he he inted some games. So and and nobody even has to bring that up with owner. That's accepted. So, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, go- he inted all the games. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: literally the third line in his yeah. resume, yeah. underneath yeah. his name
0: and his like accomplishments. The third section is but now he's but years. now he's
1: playing good. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. So 3-2 yeah. three, uh, three, also.
2: Eighth gym badge for fakers. so now. Eighth, eighth gym badge is yeah. good. Now he <laughs> can
0: control him. Um... I, 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 assume we can guess where you're gonna go, but. Yeah, Two one three zero. <laughs> Couldn't Bold. guess that. Yeah, I'm not gonna like counter predict and go JDG three zero because I'm actually not,
3: not. that confident. No, no, I, I, so I, I, I was memeing.
2: No, nope, nope, too late. No, oh, well, we well, locked, no, it in. I'm, I'm just locked in. Kidding, that's the clip. Anyway. Now no, say I, night what sucks, what and we
3: just clip that out, and we'll just send
0: it straight to China.
4: How but many I, views this have so long? It'll be amazing. I think, no, I
3: th- I think JDG is really good for that to happen because I think that LNG kind of collapsed. But I think that the, sure. the thing that has impressed me most about JDG is, and this has been a thing for a lot of the best teams we saw the last year with DRX as well, is if a player is underperforming, the other players will step up. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is no way that it's ever free 0. I'd be leaning towards free 2 or free 1, but free 2, I think, given how high the level of play in this series should be it's gonna be yeah. such
0: an insane series
2: yep. to actually get that this I'll is, be so sad if either way it's if, three zero. if it's a 3-0 it's a tragedy it's yes, a tragedy, tragedy. yeah, yeah. 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 I, uh,
3: I feel like predicting anything but a 3-0 or uh, but a 3-2 sorry is kind of you're trying to get ahead of of the form of the team on the day which is what I think happened in the LNG series right Yeah. so the only one who can do that is Jonah Strong and I'm not Jonah Strong Okay. so I will not predict a 3-0 I
0: have to just it, like the awkward thing about a 3-2 is like or 3-1 is like I actually think game score isn't the most significant thing in showing how close the series is. Like so much of it happens in the games, right? But KC
3: JDG, I think, was a was
1: a much was a closer series 3-1. than
2: it would indicate, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean energy clearly could have been. Yeah, three. it was yeah. a close yeah. that
1: was a close three, three, three could be misleading. Yeah. yeah, that was the closest three zero we've score ever score seen. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Just, really, just like Mad
2: Lions versus T one, I think yeah, we can all agree. Yeah, agree. Very two close. two
1: zeros though? Those are spot
2: on. And think how close KT was, <laughs> you know, in the next series. So really Anyway, I'll start. go.
0: I'll go three one just so that I'm different from Isaac, so I can pretend like I have some uh, kind of clout and the odd chance that uh, respect. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, just go for the three zero then, because yeah, no, I'm not in. going for the three zero because ah. that's just I don't believe it. Commit. No, what are you talking I'm not gonna get peer pressured into a prediction. People predict stuff not I don't gain and lose time. nothing for this yeah. prediction
3: other than the ire of random people on the internet. Oh, that's, well, that's how you make it, to, to, so people
1: get upset. three0 JD. You can and also go
2: in, in LCS where he predicts one on the dive and then the other on this or that. Wait, what? <laughs> Sometimes you change your mind. And <laughs> then he's like, "And I nailed it last week." <laughs> Hedge my bets. Sometimes you change your mind. I you take it back. information. So I'll say 3-0 JDG here and then
0: when it comes to us on the cast I'll be like, "Damn, looking like a 3-0 for T1." So and
4: it's then you just it off, piss off everybody. Right. Yeah. I
0: thought, do the free strategy the on flip-flopper. Twitter. Flip-flopper. Kobe does it this way. So Wait, he doesn't flip flop. He just does two
1: different predictions. Exactly. It, you never have to play <laughs> You play both sides. Yeah. It's Schrodinger's prediction Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. My left brain definitely the creative side. Game to game will be like, "I think it's a 3-0 for C9 next game." Actually, you know what? It's looking like a 3 over for TSM. And then TSM <laughs> lose. I think it's back for Clive. <laughs> He's just values recent
0: performance very highly. Very in this highly. Case, recent performance is just the highly. previous game. <laughs> Decides the entirety of the prediction. Yeah. But all can, right, we did it. We did it. Good job. Those are the semifinals. gearing up. We'll see who comes out on top who can make it to the finals where we're back in Seoul. Just no JDG BLG, please. This is the last episode from That's Busan. Busan's dope. Yeah, no. It no, is no. really dope. Busan is
2: great. Busan I've Busan's loved it here. Awesome. So yeah. much good food as well. Everywhere we go, there's been we have no nuggies or like grapes both. in my bad yeah. diet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> unlike Seoul, where there is no good food. <laughs> I like both. <laughs> there's good food in Seoul, just, I mean, your I guess, just kinda, not the, where we are as much. Yeah. Yeah. Max took
2: me to a bomb restaurant. We did
3: actually get grapes in an Indian We did, and that was very weird. Which was the, the yeah. worst part of it. Because that th- that lunch was as great. As
2: like dessert? Or like... No, it was on bread. It was mango and grapes on bread. I was like, you know what? You ordered, that, you
1: ordered that, though, and you read that it has grapes. There is Grapes was in the description. It was description. not a surprise grape. It was not a surprise. No. See? We just wanted yeah. to try it. You, Which is yeah. why I was and willing also, to try it. And flowers it was, very was there, and we all
3: know how strongly he feels about grapes. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure he goes. That's yeah. the, yeah. the best
0: fun fact we've learned about he, this entire tournament. Around. He loves he grapes. Loves grapes. Yeah. So Shout much. out to Flowers. Green grapes, red grapes, all kinds of grapes. He's very
2: inclusive with his grapes.
0: And if you want to hear more about grapes, tune in to the start of the show this weekend. Two back-to-back incredible semifinals. We got the LPL versus LPL matchup what on Saturday. I'm closing us out. Nothing. There's no grape tie I want, but I know You're that that's promising. the content that hooks people in. Well, whole yeah, maybe, maybe flowers will Okay, you will know be- what.
2: Drinking some grape juice. The on only the
0: way they can hold me accountable is if they show up to watch the pre show and see if there's any grape related content. So if right, not, the one
3: at Dracos. On and then you've already won. No,
0: nope, that's not even my. Actually, yes, that is my at. I take it back. At Dracos, whoever that is. <laughs> let them know. <laughs> do you have to? <laughs> no, I do, but I think it's. I don't think I got it. I think some other random guy has it. All like. right, so add if there's no grapes on the pre shows. But do watch the pre shows. Start the pre shows. So otherwise, you can't say it bangers. there's no grapes. These guys will be on them depending on what day it is. We may be. Maybe not. Who knows? The only way you'll know is if you show up. This has been episode whatever. Four. Four. Thank you. I wasn't here for the other one. I Of the Die Four Estate. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Have some six semifinals. See you all
4: there.